Griffin here. None of these scenarios are based on any real-life events. Everything is made up entirely on the spot. Take it away, song! Hi. I'm Griffin. And on top of that, I'm Stephen Unbones. And this is Kill to Death. The improvised true crime podcast. Nothing whets the intelligence more than a passionate suspicion. Nothing develops all the faculties of an immature mind more than a trail running away into the dark. Steve, you recently uh, held a theme night. All of us friends got together. You put together a little theme night based on a, a TV show you enjoy. That's true. That's true. Uh, um... Huge Not success. To step on any other uh, Toronto improvisers' toes as they. I just went to a live version of that as well, which was awesome. Um, uh, yeah, the show was Taskmaster. The, the Toronto show, show was, was Chore Lord. Yours was a friend night, which I don't yes. think infringes on anything. <laughs> well, I just I just wanted Brian Edwards to know I wasn't coming for his <laughs> his uh, <Throne>. crown, <laughs> his throne or his crown. Um, no, but it was very fun. I, I had a lot of fun watching that show. When I had COVID-19, I watched so much of that show. And now you're watching it. Now I'm watching and, it. I'm uh, uh, in big time. Good time. My uh, my one goal for your night was um, don't be that guy. Like the, oh, I'm going I'm to try and figure out every task in a creative way. Um, and I think that was all I did for every single task. <laughs> That's uh, I was uh, Yeah, I was the unenjoyable <laughs> guest, but I had a blast. That's not true. <laughs> that is not true. Uh, everyone enjoyed your takes on every task and um and i enjoyed yeah. all your tasks you yeah hey, it was a success so that got me thinking wow what a generous uh, opening <laughs> that got me thinking what's next uh and uh, i know you have a I few see. more theme nights planned for well, us friend group i've got a few that i've been planning after okay, that taskmaster yeah, night yep. some some themed nights yeah uh steve what, what's gonna be next peanuts themed the Peanuts, comic the strip the comic strip yeah the comic a lot strip. of neck injuries a lot of footballs <laughs> <laughs> some therapy yep. and um we're gonna get one uh, person to play a very small piano everyone's gonna have to dance bop the shoulders a little bit uh one I'm kid gonna... will play the bass um yeah it's gonna be good and then it'll deep it'll uh turn vaguely not vaguely overtly ultra christian and religious around a certain point and we'll just read a bible passage <laughs> i'm gonna sit on your roof and pretend to be the red baron <laughs> that's funny i don't think you're the red baron i think you're trying to shoot down the red baron no i'm gonna sit on your roof and pretend to be the oh, red you're baron the, oh you're trying to shoot down snoopy <laughs> i am trying to kill snoopy yeah no one has done Just, a strip from the perspective of the red baron yeah getting shot at by that dog <laughs> uh yeah that's good i'm excited do you, do you have a, can you give us a sneak peek of the uh bible passage uh oh yeah let's just say um it rhymes with faviticus <laughs> okay all right yeah. so one uh one uh, we're what, going one old eighth, testament one eighth of the bible that could be how many how many guys oh, are there oh there's so many books in that thing no oh okay they call it the good book they should put an s on that thing how many guys are there <laughs> well there's matthew mark luke and john and, but then there's so many others. I was just looking at something else. There's a book of Ruth. Ruth did, did a book? <laughs> Ruth did a book. 
Oh, she's nasty. She Less shouldn't have been famous. alive anywhere near the typewriter. <laughs> yeah, she wrote a scandalous one, and it's uh, <laughs> not long. It's in the middle. It's very saucy, and no one ever talks about it. Just personal takedowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A reading from the letter from Ruth to her enemies. <laughs> Just stay out of my house. <laughs> That's oh man, that's nasty. That's yeah, that's nasty. Telling people to leave your house when they come in—that's nasty. People just want to break bread, Ruth. They just want to break bread. Uh, so what? Hey, go on. You got a, You got your night of your own. Yeah, I've got, I'm really excited for this one. Uh, I'm gonna do it based on instead of a TV show, a movie. Oh. Um, I'm gonna have an arrival night. And uh, oh yeah, and yes, uh, ha, ha, arriving is the first step. Um, but. That's kind of all you will do, and everyone's going to wait in my backyard in, like, army trucks and just kind of look at my house. Are you going to, at any point, uh, come out and we're going to have to, you're going to try and do, like, charades on the porch, and we're going to hold up whiteboards and try and figure yeah. out what you're doing? <laughs> Basically, everyone has to press their face up against my window to try and see me. <laughs> to see you inside just, my like, house. do this a little I'm, bit. And I'm just going to wiggle around. <laughs> yeah, just move your arms a bit, and then... We're going to write words on a whiteboard and try and uh, create a language with you. Yeah. That sounds so, fun. I like that. It's going to be fun. Hopefully, it's later in the summer, so it's not too, too bad for you guys to all just have to be outside all night. Yeah. And uh, here, um, uh, here, hey, spoilers, if you haven't seen Arrival, I'm going to say a joke that spoils it heavily. So why don't you just hit the 30-second button, and here comes oh, actually, the joke. Uh, I just want to let listeners know that in about 30 seconds, I was planning on doing a joke that spoils the ending to Arrival. So you're going to want to go a little bit further than that. Okay, just mash it for a second. Just get to the guest anyway. <laughs> um, but here's my great joke. Um, that the beginning of the night, you're going to think is the beginning of the night. It's actually the end of the night. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to describe to the listener the Stressed. look of distress on our guest's face at that. And I don't know whether it was about the joke, whether it was about the spoiler, but uh, I'm excited to find out. Uh, yeah, let's. Steve, let's. Uh, would you like to solve a murder? I'd love to do that. The victim, Fillion Gape. Assistant at an all-girls school. Today's guest, Elodie Farslinger, etiquette coach who found Fillion's body. Elodie, hello. Hello. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you so much for having me. Lovely weather we're enjoying today, isn't it? It is. I, I don't know is. where you're calling in from, but uh, but here in Toronto, it, it was very nice. Where, where are you? Wimbledy. Wimbledy. Where is that? That sounds British. It's in the middle of the British section of Iowa, actually, a big British field Little that, uh, that the Brits held on to. That's exactly right. Computer says no. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yes. Any, uh, any British fans that we have, here's just a, a big salute to you. And uh, apologies for your loss as well. Not apologies personally, but mm. of course, it's always uh, mm. prudent to offer apologies when someone dies. Now, see, this is your excellent person to have on because we've never had anyone note up our etiquette as far as podcasting Ooh. goes. What is the well, best I'm, podcasting etiquette? Any, any tips and tr tricks you know? Now, pardon me for interrupting just there, but <laughs> I would have to say that the podcast is considered, in large part, a very rude, backwards form of entertainment and also of conversation. And me being here today is more about uh, 
the memory of dear Fillion Gape, my longtime assistant in the greens of Wimbledon, the all-girls school. Uh, what, what age group are we talking here? Oh, girls in general. And girls can be anyone from little baby girls to women who are not yet married. Okay, so as long as they're unmarried, they can come to the school. Yes, exactly. Once a woman becomes married, she becomes a woman. Before that, it is largely believed and known and held to be true that she is a girl. Girlish and little baby one. Tiny, tiny, feminine thing. Girl. And how many girls are there at the school? Uh, well, right now we have 86. 86? Yes, exactly. And uh, <laughs> pardon me, I'm going to offer up a joke here, but I wouldn't 86 a single one of them. That's good. I believe that's like uh, str- striking. Nixing them? Yes. Yeah. Getting rid it's of them? a term I believe that restaurant people use. Now, do you know the origin of that? I've heard a bunch of people, different people talk about that, and uh, I couldn't get a straight answer on what the origin uh, of that phrase is. I don't know, and etiquette would dictate never to pretend. <laughs> oh, etiquette's not going to like this show. <laughs> well, what do you mean? I'm here to talk facts, weather, news, sports, and how your families are. Can we do a little check-in on sports? Sure. What teams do you follow? I hope that they are performing... Well, and that yourselves and all your chums are in great spirits about it. And that was sports. <laughs> Thanks, Elodie. <laughs> Thank you so much for asking. More of a, more of a well wishes segment. <laughs> Go uh, to the teams and no to their enemies. Now, was this... Is this an etiquette-specific school, or are you just in the etiquette teacher at uh, a more generic school? Oh, my, no. We have all kinds of subjects at Wimbledy. We offer tennis, conversation, looking good, feeling. No, we don't talk about feelings, oh. and we have uh, a class about how not to. And then, of course, I cover etiquette. The class is called feeling, colon, no. Yes. Okay. More of a heads down hour on your desk. Right. Yes, exactly. We talk about things like um, how to how to get that bad uh, that bad feeling when you think you might cry. How to just take a big deep breath, swallow, and watch it go away. Ah, suppress. Yes, or mm. or the anger that you feel when someone has done you wrong. How to take that and turn it into tactics of cheery manipulation. <laughs> Cool. And so anyone anyone can enroll as long as you are not married. Yes, that's exactly right. How many years till you graduate? Oh, no, no, no. You never graduate from Wimbledy. Wimbledy just decides that you're fit as a fiddle and lets you go. Oh, okay. When when you are happy with a student's progress, you're like, okay, yeah, you're finished. That's exactly right. There's a ceremony where uh, they make the the graduate a statue of themselves and put it on the lawn. And everyone uh, kisses the hand of that statue. Uh, and the student themselves says, you know what? That is a version of me that I am not worthy of because, of course, it's always polite to be humble. And then they're on their way. So it's one final test almost. 
Don't yes, be exactly. too proud of this huge statue we've erected yes. in the field for you. If they think that the statue looks like, pardon me for the bathroom term, poo or pee, then that is just showing that they are not being gracious and humble students and that they still have more to learn. What does, sorry, what does the statue look like? Uh, bathroom term poo or pee. It does look like poo and pee. No, just if they are saying like poo-poo uh, on the statue, right. I'm more beautiful than that. It shows they still have much to learn. So don't <laughs> love it too much. Don't be critical of it. Just humbly uh, accept humbly your station ex- and the right. statue. And then Want go for no find more. your spouse. Exactly. Off you go. Fit as a fiddle. Were you a student of Wimbledy yourself? Oh, <laughs> is it that obvious? Yeah. <laughs> You have the T-shirt. My mother, still. my mother actually, <laughs> pardon. Well, I noticed your T-shirt. I mean, um, I assume that crest oh. is the W is for Wembley. Yes, it certainly is. It's not for the YWCA. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, you don't like the YWCA? <laughs> no, I guess I really hate them. <laughs> Sorry. So you you were a student. Yes, my mother actually started Wimbledon, and I'm carrying her wow. proud tradition. Wow. A Nepo baby. Oh, what? Uh, sorry, nepotism baby. Oh, yes. Thank you for clarifying. That is what I am, and proud of it. How did, how did you enjoy your experience at Wimbledon? Well, I mean, that would be a feeling, would it not? Something I never have. Mm. What were your stats? <laughs> my stats? Uh, well, I graduated with A plus uh, in comportment etiquette, and uh, sadly, uh, the only blight on my um, report card was um, a C in talking, a C in speech. It's a, an obstacle that I am still overcoming to this day, but I hope that you'll agree on your talk radio show that uh, I, I am overcoming it. Now, I, I just want to chime in. I feel like I, I should say that um, a C in looking would actually be the best grade there. Um, please explain. Oh, C. <laughs> An S-E-E. You're a regular PG Woodhouse. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jeeves and Wooster, right? Yes. Wow. There is a very specific section of our audience who's loving this episode. <laughs> it's maybe one British guy? <laughs> I hope he's clapping like a seal. <laughs> Uh, tell us a little bit about Fillion Gape. Oh, dear Fillion. He was my assistant for so long. He signed the girls in at the beginning of the day, and, and he signed them out at the end. Mm. And that, and that was, was it? it? <laughs> and those <laughs> were his all duties. You help with? Uh, yes, the, yes, everything else, I took it from there. But those were his duties, and it was, it was so sad the way he went dead under a plate of um a bunch of plates a plate under a bunch of plates yes and they were i'm sorry i'm getting emotional i thought i was better practiced at this the plates that we put on the girls heads for walking Mm. (laughs) we put them away at the end of the day of course they all live in a a big closet a big um armoire if you will and he must have been stacking that last plate in well, a fate I won't say worse than death because, well, it's equal to it. Befell him. He died. 
Yeah, I guess that's about equal to death. Yeah, I think it's exactly equal. And that's just what's true. Now, are you saying it's it was a perfectly stacked stack of plates? Or was this just kind of a mess, a fallen mess? <gasps> I'm sorry, a mess? At Wimbledy? This was a stack, my friend. And <sighs> I don't mean to get heated, but it was a stack. Then I almost want to debunk your accidental plate falling theory. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, good. So you're on board with this. Sure, if you you're must. You're shaking, I mean. but you're on board. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, the, the meter stick that I have down my clothes is digging into the back of my head, but I'm on board. <laughs> so Fillion would sign in the girls at the start of the day, sign yes, out the would. girls at the end of the day. I'm still not sure why you couldn't have done this. Oh, well, um, I never learned to read or write. Oh, a Wimbledy, a true Wimbledy student. <laughs> yes, thank you for recognizing that. And so we needed someone who had those skills. And so we right. went straight to Craigslist. And what was, the, what was the post exactly? Uh, let me see if I can remember, because it was read. It was dictated. Seeking one gentleman of aptitudes in reading and or writing to sign in groups of girls, 86 to zero, every day at start of day and end of day, must be punctual, must provide references, and above all, must be uh, willing to be a friend, my friend. And he was, he was your friend. He was my best oh. friend. Wow, so he was perfect for that post. Yes, he really was. Uh, it's always been a, a bit of an issue between my husband and I. Of course, I am married. I'm a woman, not a girl, after all. Well, yeah, but otherwise my you'd close... still be there. Learning, that is. You are still there teaching. Exactly. Good work. And... <laughs> Sorry, we all talked Thank at you. once. How rude. Well, that can happen with Skype. That may not be an etiquette problem. That's just maybe the internet. We can all... Wow. Very troubling. Skype is not polite. This is very troubling. Very troubling to hear about Skype. But anyway, it was always an issue with my husband and I, my my closeness with Mm. with Fillion, though I tried to tell him over and over that he was simply my best friend and hired to be so from a Craigslist post. What did your husband think? Well, I don't know. He thought that the late hours and the early mornings... He knows what I'm like in the mornings. I'm, I'm sometimes will wake up a bit excited. And when I'm just marching out the door and the first person I see is Fillion, I mean, you can imagine the, the conclusions that he was drawing. He thought you were so stoked to go to work to see Fillion? Is that... uh, uh, yes, let's say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yes, let's say that because I don't quite understand what's being implied. Is it jealousy? Potentially thinks that there was more going on than just friends? Potentially. And, and I can only say that because I know that he would never listen to this podcast because, uh, like me, he uh, doesn't have a phone or a computer. Uh, where are you calling us from then? The, the YWCA. <gasps> wow. I had wow. to do this undercover, of course. <clears throat> well, I mean, we appreciate it. I mean, that's, you're going to a place you hate. Just to get this murder solved. So this is dedication. It's important. Fillion was dedicated to the school, and so I'm dedicated to him. It's just polite. Now, when was it you found Fillion? 
well, uh, we had a coffee at uh, Dunkin' Donuts after he responded to the Craigslist post, and, and I was so impressed. I was impressed with his order. I, I still remember it. Drip coffee, one cream. A gentleman's order. <laughs> what would have been not impressive? Okay, what's the most unpolite order at Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, I mean, a dozen donuts, obviously, is very uh, gauche. That's how you get gout. I would also say anything that involved... Gout is uh, gauche. Gout is oh. gauche. Gout is not in. Uh, I would say anything that involved uh, what could be considered an immoderate amount of cream and sugar. Mm. Mm. Two. Like a triple-triple. Yeah. Oh, horrible. Rude. Rude. So you had a coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. Sorry. We had a coffee at Dunkin' Donuts, and I found him to be a man of the people with higher aspirations, a gentleman uh, in in, uh, just-do-it clothing, if you will. He was wearing the Nike swoosh. (laughs) Oh, wait a second. This is... You're talking about when you found him for the job. Oh, Yes. What, what did, oh, mm. you're wanting me to um When you found his, about, his plated body. Yeah. If you need to take a breath and suppress whatever you're feeling. <laughs> yeah, oh, I please do. go ahead. I'll use the, uh, the Wimbledy tactics. Here we are. <sighs> That's them. Well, it was, uh, it was 11 a.m. And, uh, and there was a class about to start. Of course, Fillion's job would be to sign the girls in, as we've established many times. But uh, this morning, there was something wrong. When I got to the school, the girls were all gathered in front, kind of um, panicking like a bunch of angry geese, because they couldn't get in the school and things were out of order, and this was not something that they were used to. When we opened the double doors and unlocked the um, 18 locks with my big ring of keys, <laughs> my janitor's rings of skeleton keys to Wimbledy, the sight there was, uh, well, it was quite upsetting. Fillion lay there with a bunch of plates smashed on his head and on his tummy. Now, I don't mean to be rude. Go on. Pardon me. It's fine. I am so sorry in advance. Whatever. That sounds like a fucking mess. Smashed? That's not a stack. It was a huge mess. (gasps) In Wimbledy? In Wimbledy. And so not only were we cleaning up a dead body, we were cleaning up, well, a general mess. Wow. I mean, uh, thank goodness you have all these students who I assume are prepared for... No. This type of situation. No. Oh my gosh. Wimbledy does not teach you how to clean a mess. Wimbledy teaches you to never, ever, ever make one. Oh no. So what was the scene? I mean, who was The girls just flapped around running into walls. Oh no. Until they passed out. Oh, they they, they were all just knocking themselves unconscious off the walls. Arms flapping, uh, crinolines bared, uh, corsets smothering. Their, uh, their, their breathing area, their busts, and, um, and, you know, all the confusion, all the rush of emotion, they were just smacking into the walls and then falling, falling on their backs and then their legs would kind of kick up into the air. It was really stupid looking. 
<laughs> Which is not polite. No. Although for so, girls, it's okay. <laughs> that's true. I mean, when you're young enough, you can look stupid. Exactly. Part of growing up. I see that you've taken some of our introductory courses. It's okay uh, to yeah. look stupid when you're little. It's okay you to look class. stupid. Yes, it's okay to look stupid one on one. We get a master class half off at work, so wow! I did what I did your master class. I mean, it, it wasn't you, but it was um, it was someone from the school. Yes. It was, uh, uh, oh, that must have been exciting. Grace. Oh, Grace is amazing, my protege. Oh, you taught her. Yes, and she's got a phone and a computer. Yeah, no kidding, because someone had to film this master class. It's true. I, it well, shot on her oh, it looked phone. like someone doing a selfie video. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was her whole thing. I her love master up. class. <laughs> yep. Well, but it, I, I, I learned a lot about how children should look stupid. Oh, I'm so glad. That's, you know, that's why I do this. For me to take a master class? Well, for, to get that feedback. Oh, okay, good. Well, I thought it was wonderful. Oh, that's great. And I see now you're very comfortable looking stupid today. Yeah, Steve, your legs are up in the air and you're lying on your back. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. Uh, now, before we go to break, I am curious here because it sounds like the school was locked up. So this must have happened overnight with a locked school. So either whoever did this was still in there or whoever did this had a set of keys. Well, that's so just true. The night before... Uh, when you left, was Fillion still there at the school that you knew Well, of? yes. He's always, he's so dedicated, so devoted. He's always the last to leave. Mm. And well, he has no I more can... people to sign out at that point, though, no, right? Well, that's true, but he, oh, I, I nearly forgot to say his most important job. He goes through the school, checking all the doors and running his finger along anywhere that there might be dust and then looking at it to see if there is mm. indeed dust. And if there's dust, he shakes his head and goes, mm, 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 and then he cleans it up. And if there's no dust, Oh, he, he... cleans. Yes. Yes. Fillion, mm. he does not mind cleaning. And that's part of his charm to me. Your face just lit up. Oh, well, he's really, uh, he's, was invaluable to me. My greatest friend and the only guy I knew who would, um, well... <laughs> He was the only guy I knew who would um, let me boss him a little. What we're going to do is take a quick break. When we come back, hopefully we can help figure out what happened to him. Okay, sounds good. Welcome back to Kill to Death. Uh, I'm, of course, saying that as I assume everyone has skipped ahead to this point uh, to miss any arrival spoilers. Uh, so welcome to the show. I'm Griffin. And I'm Steven. I'm Bones. And this is Kill to Death, the arrival free half. <laughs> uh, and we are here with Elodie Farslinger, an etiquette coach. Uh, Elodie, can you give, based on what you've seen so far with me and Steve, uh, an etiquette tip to each of us? What have you noticed? Yes, absolutely. Griffin, I'm going to address you first because you're alphabetically first. By okay. first name. Yes. We are trying to modernize at Wimbledy, so when we do things alphabetically, we do them by first name, which is a huge step forward. 
in the etiquette community, I know. Uh, Griffin, I would say uh, that your head uh, cocks a little too much. Uh, just last episode, listeners can go back uh, to hear a guest tell me that I looked bored because my head was like this the entire time he was no. talking. Yeah, Really? See, yes. this is what you're signaling to the people who you have on mm. your, your very rude show. <laughs> you're signaling that you're bored or that you're strategizing against them. A head perfectly placed on the top of the spine, middle uh, distance between the shoulders, and staring, preferably eyes looking in the middle distance will give you the exact mix of uh, aggression and approachability that you need to survive in modern society. Uh, won't be fun. Oh, this is super helpful. Yeah, it's not going to be fun for the listeners, but I, I wonder if I'm going to, I'm going to try it a little bit. <laughs> oh, well, good yeah, luck. Imagine you just get, become amazing. <laughs> All of a sudden, some incredible host. Well, How I wouldn't put you it past That would be so wild. <laughs> just kidding. You can't get any better. <clears throat> okay, I'm ready. I am having an excellent time, and and pardon me if I haven't said it so far. Thank you so much for being a host, and a good one. I just think you can do a little better. (laughs) And Steve, for you. Yes. uh, Your reactions. I'm sorry to say it, but they're ungainly. Uh, your limbs going Could all like... Could you define that for yep. me? I might be... Here, here I come. As a school child, but <laughs> what is ungainly? Your limbs go all akimbo when you uh, ha- have any kind of feeling yep. about anything. Uh, and mm. and it's your tell. Maybe the, f- maybe the feeling is the problem. Maybe the feeling is the problem. <laughs> you have taken the master class. <laughs> but I can't quite suppress it. I'll keep working. Yes, but I think that, uh, I think that you're almost there. You have strong shoulders and uh and a cool chin and uh those are the first two steps right yes yeah, for, for very much. listeners this doesn't always come across in the audio um in case this is your first episode steve does have a cool chin that thing rocks and i should say that uh etiquette isn't always about some submission sometimes etiquette is about a kind of extreme manipulative dominance and so that's something I try to remind all of my students and something that I hope you can both master today. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, Elodie, you're of you're course welcome. the etiquette coach at Wimbledy School for Girls. Actually, I don't know. What, what is the actual title of your school? Wimbledy School for Greens. Girls. Wimbledy Greens School of for Wimbledy? Wimbledy oh, School I for see. Girls, and it's located in the small patch of green that still belongs to Britain uh, in <laughs> Iowa. Wow, yeah. Uh, America almost won that war. They were so close to getting it all. Except for the Greens. Yeah. Uh, now, of course, your assistant, Fillion Gape, was found dead. Mm-hmm. He was hired specifically to sign in the girls, sign out the girls, be your best friend, and walk around at night rubbing his fingers in dust. Uh, you found him through a Craigslist post and were impressed by his coffee order at Dunkin' Donuts. One cream. <laughs> Of drip in drip coffee. Um, wow, you've made my story sound almost coherent. Excellent hosting. <laughs> it's the it's the shoulder. Actually, no, I'm still cocking my head insanely, and I have to stop thinking about it, uh, or I won't be able to talk. Your husband was a little bit jealous because uh, you were excited in the mornings to go see Philly, and you were spending a lot of early mornings, eleven a.m. and a lot of late nights at this school. You left. Fillion was there. You come in to unlock the school the next day. The girls were already there. Is it normal that the girls get there before you? Uh, yes, actually. 
uh, because I believe that uh, it's it's excellent, perhaps not etiquette, but it is excellent to keep them waiting. <laughs> perhaps well, it's that's, just that's excellent. Like, <laughs> that's that kind of manipulative dominance that you were talking about. Yes, now you're getting it, Steve. <laughs> Uh, you go to unlock the my school boy, with your... Steve, My boy, Steve. <laughs> Thank you. Steve, it's You're sad welcome. you have to leave because this is something worth exploring. <laughs> my good boy, Steve. Well... <laughs> <laughs> you go to unlock the school. You've got your big uh, dungeon master key ring. Yes. You unlock it. The, the girls are already in a panic, but when they get in, it's much more so as Fillion is dead. A bunch of the plates you use for walking class smashed on the ground, smashed on mm. his head, killing him. A mess. The girls run into the walls. They're unconscious. They fall backwards in a very stupid way. Mm-hmm. What do you do next at this point? Well, I believe that that's when I called uh, the local jailer. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit premature. You don't even have a suspect. I, uh, I, I. I struggle with the uh, the structure of things, uh, and so the jailer, uh, G A O L E R, uh, it's it's one of the um, one of jailer. Oh, okay. that is that is the spelling, um, I believe. <laughs> yeah, you can't read or write, so <laughs> no. Oh, that's but right. I uh, I I called the uh, the local jailer who uh, whose only jurisdiction is within the greens of Britain, of Iowa's Britain. Um, and he told me, you're being a bit premature. Try calling just the Iowa State Police, the ISP. Uh, and so I hopped on my my uh, rotary phone, uh, found the line was dead because it's been dead for 50 years, and then uh, borrowed one of the student cells and called the police. Now, this is, you don't think this was a long con where the murderer cut that line 50 years ago, do you? Oh my gosh, I never thought of that. You are good. (laughs) If you started to dial a memo and they were like, the phone lines have been cut. (laughs) Well, that is what I said. Uh, And then was reminded, of course, that I was being foolish. Uh, But foolishness is something that I allow myself in moments of weakness. Now, the school was locked, which is very interesting to me. And again, the two possibilities being that the murderer never left and was in there hiding or that it's someone with keys. So my question is, who has keys to this school? Who has access? Well, as far as I know, it's just me and Grace. You and Grace, my and that's your protege. Oh! Oh, I love this song. I would love to learn to play this on the organ. <laughs> or even the harpsichord. Of course, the Skype theme song. I'm going to click hello. Hello? Permission to join the call? Grace! Hello? Uh, I don't know which one of us is in position to... I, I guess I'm in position. Uh, permission granted. Who? Thank you. Call joined. You've been joined by Grace Hemingfield. Grace, what and are you good doing day here? Good day. Good day, uh, good day, Grace. How is your family? Very fine weather we're having. What are you doing here? I hope your sports team succeeds. And I hope you, sports teams, will still vanquish your enemies and the sports teams that you don't like. And I do hope the weather is nice for everyone. Very well trained, Grace. Very well trained. I am here because the murder needs to be solved and quickly. All right. I'll allow it. But we should stop whispering. It's very rude. 
And how have things been going on the call? Troubles me how long the call's been going, but I assume it's just because you've all been getting along quite well. Is this what yes? Of uh, course. I mean, I've been having a good time. Oh, wonderful. Steve's been a wonderful. good boy. Steve was a very good boy. I was very sad the good boy had to leave, and I'm left with the other boy. <laughs> the tilter. <laughs> yes, Grace. I notice you're cocking your head. Are you displeased or bored with what I've been saying? He tilts. No. Oh. No, I'm not. I think my uh, office chair is just positioned poorly for video calls. Oh, well, that can happen. That can happen. The internet, a, man. A poor chemist blames his chemicals. No this offense. Is true. That's true. I mean, that That's, seemed like uh, exclusively offense meant. That could have been to anyone on this call. Just a it, general Just in statement. case any chemists were listening. Yes. Just throwing Who out knows? idioms. Do we know who listens to the show? Could be all chemists, really. Well observed, Grace. You you are here to help speed along the solving of this murder? I was asked by the local Iowa State Police to hop on the call because uh, they said it should be a fairly short one, and yet I noticed it had been going for quite some time. The and I knew perhaps maybe you were got into some sort of trouble at the uh, YWCA as... I know you've <clears throat> has happened, which has happened to all sorts of people. Oh. It can be a very, it can be a very uh, um, tumultuous place. This explains the disguise. This explains yes. the really shoddy disguise you've got thrown on. Oh my, my Groucho glasses! You don't like them? He was considered to be a brilliant performer, you know. I do like them, but it explains why you're wearing them. I, I suppose I should have led with that. My apologies. And the Shakespeare's rough, why, that's just something I wear every day. <laughs> Not a normal disguise thing. <laughs> oh, well, that because it's not a disguise. That's just my outfit. Oh, okay. The nose, though, that is, uh, that's Part of the, the disguise. Glasses. Yes. Yep. It come, comes, comes with set. the, yeah, glasses. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that, isn't that fun? And the, and the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> All in one. And very polite of you not to say anything about it. Ooh, that's true. Good sport. Good You've boy. Got a whole forty minutes without addressing someone's face. Never Very, address a uh, face. someone's face. Yes, never address a Always face. Always assume that's how they want to be. To be and look. and look. For anyone following us on Instagram, uh, Kill to Death Podcast on Instagram, uh, that also explains my look. It's Groucho glasses. <laughs> Yes, we're we're twins. We could play I the mirror game. Said a thing. Yeah, no one said anything ever to me. We've had some very polite Two guests. Two Groucho's in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed you now were in that, disguise. Now that would have gone viral in the twenties. Well, I, I don't know how much stuff went viral back then. That just means a packed theater. Mm. That's what they'd call it. Yes, they say that movie went viral. Or cholera, that they'd all yes, caught yes. it. Yes. Yes. They'd say that as well. That movie went cholera. Yes, that's what they said about um, modern times. Yes. Sorry, no, Grace. No, we're talking about the past, dearie. My head just isn't uh, with me today. I can understand it is a very difficult situation, but as you know, you should be feeling nothing at all, and neither <laughs> am I. That's true. Thank you for grounding me, Grace. I think we should all take a deep breath. There's probably a great many things that could be felt, 
and there's no need to have them. All right. One, two, three. <sighs> Fine well, Grace, weather we've been having. <laughs> yes, I'm at the dentist. This is an emergency <laughs> call that I had to make. Get that out of there. So I told you. This will be one second. I'm holding my phone up selfie style. Oh, you're doing a master class? Yeah. No. <laughs> I know the angle looks the same, but no, it's not a master class. <laughs> Those have been done and submitted. They have, they performed quite well, actually. They asked me to do a second. So a uh, question for, uh, I guess, uh, you as well, Grace. Um, but first, Elodie, when you were leaving the school yesterday and you said your goodbyes to Fillion uh, before you left, did everything seem normal? It did. It did. There was nothing out of the ordinary. I, I gave him the final plate to put atop the stack, and, <laughs> and I went on my way. Okay, as I so do you, every night. You know, your old theory is, uh, is back in play, I think. <laughs> Which? The one where it, it just accidentally fell on top of him. Right. But you see, I, I don't think that could have happened. It was the same amount of plates, 86, every day for years. And that... That plate tower never wavered. And I would trust Fillion with my life, the most steady hand in the... Well, perhaps I've said too much. And Grace, what about yourself? When is the last time you had encountered Fillion? I was, of course, always the second last to leave the building. So I saw Fillion right before I left. Now, what I like to do is I like to go around and do a little pre-dust. Can't clean it up but I can address some nasty spots that I think need to be thumbed along with your finger. So I would, of course, go around and I'd sniff about, and if there was anywhere that was particularly Oh, you did it by activating. I have terrible allergies. And if there was anything to be dusty, noticeably, I would, of course, which is to be the most delicate form of sneeze and the only appropriate kind. If that yes. were to happen in any room, I would flag it to him on the way out. I would curtly and firmly, to establish dominance, I would tell him, <clears throat> the kitchen. And he knew what that meant. It meant I'd given a little sneeze in that room, which was unacceptable. And by the, by the following morning, it would need to be dusted. It's true. And then I'd say my goodbyes. Uh, and I might just mention, just as a general point about etiquette, that... A girl's sneeze should sound exactly like a tiny panda's. It should be indistinguishable, which is why I keep a video of a panda ready on my phone at all times. Which, if someone call me on it, I can bring it up. Yes, for inspiration. <laughs> yes, and I like to stay inspired. And so, of course, on this day, yeah. this is what I did. Though peculiar it, as it was, there's normally somewhere with some dust. On this day, I found nothing, so I was felt like a bit of a fool. <laughs> oh, scurrying don't around say that, every Grace. Room, sniffing and sniffing. Well, of course, I'm not one. Okay. As I have graduated, and I have a husband. Good woman. So I'm fine. But, of course, I only felt like one because I was sniffing and sniffing about in every sort of room, which is just something only dogs do. <laughs> Grace, you cut up. A bit of a joke. <laughs> So, of course, I told him, no rooms on the way out. I said, no rooms. Have a good night. At this point, um, he was, of course, um, uh, pa patching up uh, some drywall. Another one of his duties. Is that normal? Well, one of the girls had punched a hole in it. 
That was oh. in uh, feelings colon no exclamation mark class. Yes. Sure, that's they, their tactic. They do that yes. they do that one at men's schools a lot. Grace, I must say you're so eloquent. You don't sound kind of crazy like me. <laughs> oh, stop. You don't sound crazy in the slightest. Yeah, I, I wasn't getting that either. Oh, sometimes the student outpaces the master and it's good etiquette <laughs> to admit it. Yeah. No, oh. you're just saying that because I have the master class. I will never be a, any more of an expert than you are. You taught me everything I know. Oh, stop. I only have the master class because I'm good friends with Steph Curry, who also has a master class. And he happened to put in a good word with me with the class system. And they said, sure, you can have one as well. Well, uh, no, I think that most important thing we learn at Wimbledy is to use your connections. And in that way, you've also outstriped me. <laughs> oh, <It's... laughs> Yeah, you're friends with Anthony Lamb. That's going to hit for one other guy, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yes, I am. I love Tony. I <laughs> Tony Lamb, baby. <laughs> My good friend. Uh, <laughs> so there was no dust. I mean, that doesn't seem too suspicious. The drywall doesn't sound like it was that suspicious either. This sounds very normal across the board. So, Well, I have oh, a theory. Go on. Because I don't think that Fillion would have made any kind co- co- of mistake. Blimey. Sorry. Um, I don't know what that was. Um, uh, in moments of being flustered, sometimes I, I slip into um, an old way of being. I don't think Fillion would have made any kind of mistake. But it's possible that someone could have burrowed in to that hole in the drywall after the girl had punched it. Because you wouldn't need a key for that, would you? No, it was like a perfect entrance. It was like tunneling in. That's right. Normally, Sorry, that's right. Because normally There's the school the is impenetrable. It was right by the latch to the door. If you poked your hand through that door and through that small poster of Rita Hayworth, then you could reach around and you could grab the knob and you could jimmy the door open from the outside. It's true. Rita Hayworth, ultimate girl, by the way. Yes. We have small posters of all the ultimate girls around. <laughs> who else, mm-hmm. who else made the cut? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, Serena Williams. Yes. Um, Minnie Mouse. <laughs> Meryl Streep. Tina Turner. Tina Fey. Uh, the green M&M, but before her shoes got taken away. And everyone's mother. Mm. All 86 students, a small photo of their mother. It's true. So someone knew Fillion was in there after hours, wanted access to the school, didn't have it normally, but because of that hole was able to. Mm. This is my theory. Now... To know the hole was there, you had to have known the girl punched it during the day. So I look to the students and the faculty next. Good job. Which I guess just rules out your husband out of everyone at this point. <laughs> oh, he works Oh, yes. There. No, I never thought oh, of okay. this. <laughs> what does he do? He does. Well, uh, he he teaches being a... Bo- he, te- he teaches boss. He teaches boss class. <laughs> he Yes, that's right. Teaches boss class. 
And of course, whatever else Fillion doesn't want to do at the end of the day, he gives it to him. It's true. Oh, okay, so they're both there after close. Hole not needed. <laughs> you don't think? Tell me more. Well, it, it sounds like he has motive. He hated Fillion, right? <gasps> no, hate, hate seems to be too strong a word. Why Broderick, I don't think, has a, a, a hateful bone in his body. All, all I meant to say was that he, he's, you know, rightfully suspicious of me spending all this time with another man. Is there anything that happened between you and Fillion that might have put him over the edge recently? Had put Broderick over the edge? Yeah. Oh, well, n- no. I mean, there was a... Well, there was one, one night last week that I, I came home rather late. 4.30 p.m. <laughs> now classes only go from 11 a.m. until 2, the ladies' hours. And you arrived? And I had come home... Two and a half hours I late. came home... Two and a half hours later. But it's only because Fillion and I had had a... Um, a rather heated conversation, and I tried to tell Broderick that, and... Well, uh, he seemed to believe me. Trust is a bedrock of our marriage, after all. What was your heated conversation? Oh, it, um... It, it, it's of, of no import. Oh, okay. Don't... Don't worry about... About it. About it. Don't worry about... About it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I... I feel it's time. I must confess something to you. What is this? Oh my god. What is this? I'm wearing two disguises right now. Good god. The Groucho glasses and the person I've been playing me whole life. <gasps> I, I I can't What? I can't lie to you anymore. You've been such a good jolly host to me, having me here like this. What is what? Oh. <laughs> All right, my question stands. Yeah, what? Who, uh, who are you? If well, not the person who taught me everything. I'm Abathy Coldswater. <gasps> no! I was adopted. No! That's right. A uh, known criminal in no! London. I uh, I met me mother the headmistress of the Wimbledy school and uh, put on this persona saying that I was her long-lost daughter and that I wanted to do right by her school. And as someone who'd always buried her feelings, why she couldn't even have remembered having a child and was so desperate for companionship, she took me in. Everything you've taught me, my whole life, my whole master I'm so class, sorry. I've put that lie to everyone else in the, in the world. And it's all from I'm so a sorry, Grace. criminal. But do we have some good times, you and I? Well, yes. You just put your elbows on the table. Well, that's not the dessert Sipping fork. Sipping pork. Put down that oh, cake. I've been wanting to do this so long. Do you mind if I scratch my ass? <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Oh, good God. And I have had lots of feelings. Why? I'm feeling mighty regretful right now, for example. 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 I'm sorry. I've been so confused for so long. 
Mr. Dentist, give me the gas. I don't want to look at this. <laughs> no, Mr. Dentist, hold off. She needs to hear it. That night on Tuesday, when Fillion and I stayed late, he'd found a clipping in the paper at the archives of the WCA, YWC A Library. Now you can see why I hated it here for so long yes. at the YWCA. They had all the info on you. They had the dirt. You. They had the dirt. They had all the dirt. <laughs> and he'd found it and brought it to me. And I couldn't risk being exposed for the dirty criminal that I am. But and so something had to be done about it. I thought that by having my little tunnel distraction after the girl had punched the hole in the wall, I thought that perhaps I could say that someone just got in. But you, Griffin, naughty boy like you are, you saw right through me. <laughs> yeah, you figured it all out. I knew it from the start. You figured it out. You brilliant mind. And I couldn't throw Broderick under the bus. He's been too good to me. Wow. But does that kind of make sense? Yeah, it kind of makes sense. I mean, it certainly makes enough sense for our purposes. Rock on. I just, <laughs> I just hope that it wasn't because uh, you, you let slip, you know, that one British sentence and, and felt like you were forced into um, <coughs> revealing this. Because it wasn't right, that bad. Yeah, I mean... My true nature showed itself and then I couldn't go back. Wow. Um, well, I feel a lot more comfortable now anyway. Grace. El, you, sorry, what was your actual name? A Abigail? What, what was it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's been a while. Close enough. Abbot Abby. Abathy? Yeah. No. <sighs> Elodie. Yeah. It's good to, good to hear me old nine again. <laughs> but Grace, can't people change? She lived so successfully as Elodie for, for so long. You you can change. You you can be this etiquette teacher, no? Oh, you don't want to be. Was that was that a question for Grace or was that for me? Well, you've showed yourself for who you really are here. You've murdered someone. Oh yeah, that's bad. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. not polite. Oh, that stinks. Do you know how I opened my masterclass? You haven't seen it, have you, sir? No, no, I haven't. Well, I opened my I've just been class. watching Steph Curry teach me how to dribble two tennis balls at once. He's very good. Watch yourself. Hot. Now I He's can finally friend. say it. That's hot. <laughs> you could never say that before. No. And Too I horny. admit there's a, scent, there's a certain Stop scratching your ass. I won't. This is also unbecoming. <laughs> well, the masterclass begins with a simple line. Murdering is not polite. That is yeah. the most important rule. And you've That's broken power that. That's a powerful opening to that class. But I and suppose... It's a powerful lesson for the listeners. But it's one I could never heed. Heed. Well, I think that wraps up another successful kill to death. We... Uh, but we're going to have an awkward Monday morning at school. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Please don't tell the jailer 
on me, boys. Well, what's next for you? Are are you gonna? You're gonna have to escape. You're gonna have to put on another pair of Groucho glasses. No, I'm not. I'm done running. I'm ready to face the Iowa State Police. But not the jailer. <laughs> he is but scary. He's very scary. I'm scared to be of him. Yeah. He wears one of those leather masks. <laughs> yeah, oh. and he only he hangs out around. There's only the one patch of grass, which is where the school is. So he just kind of roams around the school, which is really He's weird. Creepy. <laughs> Have you ever seen a person smoking in a mask? It's both not. hot and Jim scary. <laughs> Jim Carrey. That's awesome. I want to thank. Zach Aaron for our theme song, Grady Schumer for our art. I already told you about our Instagram, Kill to Death Podcast, but we also have a Twitter, KGD Pod, and if you have a suggestion for a murder, you can email Kill to Death Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, is, uh, uh, Steve isn't back. I don't know where he yeah, left. Yeah, I'm on he- the call. Oh! You probably just don't have the other window open. I've been here. Hang on. Oh, yeah. Hey. Did you go to gallery view. Gallery view. I'm stuck on the one together mode. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We're in a bleacher or whatever no i'm here you want me to tell them about uh, griffin and steve guess the movie yeah it's all i care about and it's on apple uh podcasts it's on sonar plus if you're an apple listener for podcasts uh we'll do you one better than this murder solving show we'll talk about movies the two of us and we made up a little quiz show for each other and it's a blast to do and it's also a blast to listen to uh play along at home see if you can guess the movie hell yeah uh and we're gonna turn now to Abby, we're going to turn now to the former Elodie. Yeah, what's what's up? Is there anything you would like people to check out? Oi, sure. Well, now I can recommend it. She's a bit crass, but there's a comedian I quite like and an actor uh, named Tess Dagenstein, and she's got some shows coming up at uh, Tightrope Improv Theatre. In uh, Vancouver, mm. Canada. And uh, she's also got a Twitter, if uh, that's still something people are doing. You know, it sucks shit now. <laughs> uh, and that's just on the internet. And what would, what would that handle be? Oh, it's just her name. She's not really creative like that. That sucks, but it's good for branding. <laughs> I tend to agree, Griffin. It's no, it's no Toplitsky or at Steve Cook fifty eight. <laughs> oh, you got that one, did you? Yeah, yeah. I can imagine I beat out fifty seven other guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations on that. That's one thing that's going to keep me on the up and up when I'm looking through those silver bars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are, you are going to prison. You've accepted that. Yeah, yeah, but I, I just love knowing that you beat out number 59 for that Twitter handle. Oh, yeah, wait. I didn't beat out 57 other guys. <laughs> I beat out all the numbers above 58, oh, which yeah. is way more you than 57. You lost to 57, guys. Yeah, I did. I did. Have you ever looked but up any of the other ones, me. like 57 or they 59 on either side? Oh, okay. Every <laughs> single one of them follows me because they're jealous. Who wouldn't be? What a good boy. What a cool chin. (laughs) I think you're both great. 
And that's a great note to end it on. Um, listeners, we ah. we finally made someone say it. Uh, it's been 383 episodes, and we got it, and we're gone. Um, Clip that, post it. And uh, to anyone listening at home, this one goes out to all the people listening yeah. in the comfort of their own home. Keep your stick on the ice. Killed to Death is produced and recorded by Steve Cook and Griffin Toplitsky and is a proud part of the Sonar Network. Music by Zach Aaron. Art by Brady Schumer. Special thanks to Mike Mangiardi, Katie Lohr, and Tom Shank. Please follow and like Killed to Death wherever you can so the boys know how to value their worth as human beings. has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.